Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Luke DeCock, my friend from the News and Observer, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, in front of, is, is this one of the best regular season college football weekends the Triangle uh, kind of ever had? I mean, I'm sure there have been better, but Duke is legit and off a bye week coming off a tough loss to Notre Dame. Carolina-Miami is a ranked matchup with an angry, frustrated, embarrassed Miami team, or at least Miami coaching staff. Uh, and Carolina still got lofty goals. We got, and it's it's State Duke. We got a it's a crazy weekend here. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know you could amp it up a little bit if if State were had had performed better so far this year. Uh, if if it were Florida State instead of Miami, and it was sort of a preview of the potential ACC championship game. But yeah, I mean, you know, State and Duke. It's crazy, you know, to think about. You know, the last time State was at Duke was the Devon Edwards game. Yes, um, <laughs> just just wild to think about them being in the same conference. Um, and then you know, Miami obviously uh, screwed it up at, at Georgia tech, but, but this is still a huge game for UNC because Miami does have talent. Um, yeah. and, uh, UNC has got to prove that they are among the elite in the, in the ACC. I think they've, I think they've shown that they're capable of that. I think they put themselves in that position, but now these are the games that you have to go out and win and, and look, state's getting better. There certainly was some improvement last week. Uh, so, I mean, I think, you know, Duke's got something to prove too uh, after after the Notre Dame loss. So there's there's a lot going on here. It's it's a really good weekend. There's no question about it. Um, I, I think the fact that Duke and Carolina are at this point sort of on a collision course uh, for the end of the year is, is pretty interesting. And and State I think still has a chance to kind of get its act together and uh, you know maybe play spoiler a little bit and maybe get to a bowl game that the Wolfpack didn't think they were capable of. That there was some there were some signs of hope. Uh, mm-hmm. that that's a, 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 a positive development. Well, I mean, State's 4-2. and two. They don't have to do a ton the rest of the way to get to, to make a bowl game. They only got to win twice, and they could. They're obviously, they're only a three-point underdog at Wallace Wade Stadium, and I wonder how much of that is the impact of not having Riley Leonard. We don't know for a fact that we won't have Riley Leonard, but I think it's a safe assumption. Uh, I know Mike Elko continues to say day-to-day. Um, if I was going to guess, I would say we were going to see uh, Henry Bielan the fourth, but uh, and it changes Duke's offense because Bielan is way more thrower than he is runner. He can run. I mean, most young people can. So, uh, but he is not the Riley Leonard. He doesn't have Riley Leonard legs. Um, but State and Duke, there these are two of the best defensive teams in the country. Which we'll see what MJ Morris can do against this defense. I know Marshall's got a good defense and they play FBS football, but I don't think it's the same level. No, and, and look, Duke has been the most physical defense in every game the Blue Devils have played. They were more physical than Clemson. They're more physical than Notre Dame, which has a very physical <laughs> defense. It's a very good defense. And they're more physical, certainly, than Northwestern, which has a reputation for being right. physical. Uh, I, I think we will see. But that's just in practice, teams. by the way. I'm just kidding. About Notre, about Northwestern. Gotcha. 
I'm just um, kidding. I do think we'll see because they've had the two weeks on the bye week yeah. um, to uh, to get to put some packages in place. I think we'll see Jordan Moore, uh, who, who Riley Leonard beat out for the quarterback job a year ago. I think we'll see him in some packages and running situations. Okay. Um, NC State, I think, should be ready for that. It takes one of their best receivers off the field, but he is more mobile than Henry, Be- Henry Beal. And I think that's something if Duke is smart that they'll do. And if State is smart, they'll prepare for. But, uh, you know, Duke's defense is extremely physical. I think NC State's offense is really going to struggle with that part of it. The same way that NC State struggled uh, against Notre Dame. The, the two defenses are actually really similar, especially with how physical they are in the secondary. Um, that's going to be, that That wasn't Marshall. Uh, you know, that, that wasn't right. UConn, but it was Notre Dame. It will be Duke. Um, and state's receivers, we know, just aren't very good. So they're going to have to find a way to get open uh, against a Duke secondary that's done a really good job of, of keeping people hemmed in this year. I think Duke will do to or try to do to NC State what they did to Clemson, which is stack the line of scrimmage and dare uh, the receivers to beat them down the field. Duke's got a dynamite secondary, and they're also very good at the line of scrimmage. To North Carolina, I know what the stats say. And I know they have gotten better over the last few weeks and more explosive offensively. But I feel like there's another level for them to get to. We haven't seen, we've seen, I think, very good Drake May. We have not seen, you know, potential first overall pick Heisman contender Drake May yet. And I think Tez Walker has the opportunity to help bring that out. Yeah, I mean, we the Tez Walker we saw last week is not the Tez Walker that UNC was expecting in August, which is totally understandable given everything he'd been through and the the need to sort of work him back into the system and into practice gently. But I, I think, you know, now that you've got Tez Walker out there, I think Nate McCollum has been really good. Yep. The tight ends are really versatile. Uh, I think you do have a chance to see Drake May sort of take his game up another notch. I'm Honestly, though, even with the way he's played, which is, has been good, um, I'm surprised that he isn't in the Heisman, the national Saturday morning Heisman conversation more. I'm, I'm actually really surprised at that with UNC being unbeaten yep. with the season he had last year. Typically, the way this ecosystem functions is a guy like Drake May is going to be more a part of the conversation at this point in the season than he would normally, than he has been. So this might be the game, you know, prime time yeah. Miami. Just ask Miami how important they are when it comes to ratings. Um, this might be the game where Drake may, you know, sort of crosses that Rubicon and starts to get the attention that he quite frankly has earned so far. Mm -hmm. And obviously if his receivers continue to get better and there aren't many teams that are going to add a guy like Tez Walker in week six, uh, if his receivers continue to get better, obviously his ceiling continues to get higher. The reason, in my opinion, the reason why Drake may hasn't been part of it is because in the first couple of weeks, there was what, four interceptions. Uh, in the first, I think, first two games or or maybe the first three games of the season, there was some turnovers where we've had Shador Sanders go bananas and maybe he's not a part of the conversation anymore. But there have been, Caleb Williams has been amazing. Uh, you got Michael Penix at Washington, uh, Bo Nix at Oregon. There have been so many great performances from teams who are also at this point unbeaten, although as we get Further along in the season, they're going to knock each other off. Oregon and Washington will take care of an unbeaten just between those two this weekend. All right, Luke, you're at the you're at the game on Wednesday night. The Hurricanes are the greatest hockey team ever assembled, correct? I don't know about that. It's a pretty it's a pretty good start. Play there along. were some positive play signs along. in there. <laughs> yeah. The way Freddie Anderson rallied after giving up the third goal. I mean, I think he was really good before that and really good after yeah. that. Tevu Teravainen, forget about the goal. 
the way he played in the first period is the way that he yeah. has to play to be successful. The way the Hurricanes have to be have to play to be successful. They need him to play like that. Uh, and you know, Jordan Stahl, uh, his his <laughs> quad is still overdue, but to score a goal like the one he did, stick handling into the slot. I mean, the Senators didn't put up a lot of opposition at that point to him, but it's still a play that over the past couple of years he struggled to finish. Um, and look, I, I I may be in the minority in this. I'm not sure I am. I think the Senators are a really, really good young team yeah. with terrible goaltending. They're the, basically the Hurricanes of 2019. And as long as they can, the Hurricanes can continue to put their boot on the, the neck of teams like this, they basically did to the Senators what teams did to them because they've gone through that. They've gone through mm-hmm. that process. They've learned. They've gotten tougher. Everyone they brought in over the summer has a little edge to them in different ways. I mean, Dmitry Orlov's hip check. Um, I, I, everyone's showing the one of, of Darlene from the other night. I, I'll take Orlov's man. That is a much harder play skating the same direction. And he sent that dude flying. I mean, that was an incredible play. And as I wrote, like Dimitri Orlov plays like leather. He's smooth and he's tough. And it's just, it's to have that guy in your third mm-hmm. pairing. Just nobody ever has that. So uh, I think, you know, as an opener, obviously there were some blips, some things that, that the Hurricanes right. would like back, especially that that period, uh, that time in the in the second period where they gave up the goals. But uh, I think overall, when you look at starting the season, um, you know, to score five goals, to play well, um, and really to apply the hammer at the end is is really what you wanted to see. I, I think Ottawa is going to be really good. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs this year. Um, but like Buffalo, that's a team that you can just see is right on the cusp. And to do what the Hurricanes did to them, I think, is a pretty good way to start. Yeah, no, I, I like Ottawa, I, I like Ottawa a lot. Um, and they were missing two centers in that game, which definitely impacted their lineup. Uh, no Josh Norris, no Shane Pinto. Pinto, they have to figure out some sort of a contract with him. Uh, but Norris is a good player and has given Carolina some trouble as well, but he's hurt. Uh, there, there's a, I, I do think that the, the Hurricanes got away with a sloppy game. Um, the decision making on their last couple of power plays was just woof, uh, just bad on power play five. I think it was five and six when they gave up the uh, you know shorthanded chance. They gave up a shorthanded goal uh, in one of the other ones, which was again I think a bad decision on Orloff to just shoot the puck when he had no support behind him. If you shoot it, you have to get it through, and it didn't get through. Anyway, um, I loved everything about it. I thought Freddie's only mistake. But I thought also thought the shot was good from Stutzla uh, yeah, coming down the left shot. wing. It was a it great was shot. Point. But, yeah, if that's the only mistake, I thought Freddie saved the game maybe in the first period. Mm-hmm. The save on yeah. uh, Kubalik right out in front. He got Drake Batherson at least twice, maybe three times during the game. There were a lot of big saves from Freddie. So I thought there were tons of good signs. How do, you, how do we not mention the brutality that is Seth Jarvis? Seven hits and he played a team-high 21-49 on the ice, he's he's a he's a marauder, Luke. Yeah, and 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 as it turns out, has developed into a hell of a penalty killer. Which yep. I think his rookie year nobody would have seen coming. And- At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 